Radio. I'm Ray Burton and welcome to another Let's Talk Gardening podcast. Our mission is to provide listeners with interesting, informative topics and up-to-date information. My co-host is Faya Caro, an award-winning gardener, horticulturalist and media presenter. Faye's passion is educating people. Oh, and she loves bugs a lot too. My passion is simply beautiful, healthy gardens. And together each week, we cover many great gardening subjects. Saturday morning and here come the girls, Ray and Faye, with Let's Talk Gardening. Well, good morning, gardening friends, and yes, welcome to spring. We're all here and we're ready to go. The lines are open, 94841927. And a big shout out to hardworking Alan Simons for the breakfast program this morning. And as many of you would know, Alan has been in the morning chair Monday to Friday these past weeks and he has one more week to go. So if you need a bit more Alan Simons, you know where you're going to find him on Monday morning at 9am. And Peter Kelly took care of business today on the other side of the the, the glass here and so thank you very much boys for always interesting different breakfast program Alan always does has his little quirks and he does some very interesting little formats and interviews and recordings and spices things up a bit I enjoy our cycling DJ Jim Crinan wrapped up the brekkie show after Alan with his cycling report as he does and Jim will return next Saturday to do it all over again. Faye, hey, how's it all going? Oh, fantastic, Ray. What a wonderful week in the garden. It was like spring sprung early, wasn't it? Oh, well, that's what people were saying. And we spoke last week and we did say there'll be rain, you know, because spring, September is one of those types of months. And and that's fine. And it is what it is. And that's fine. And I don't mind a bit of water around. I think that's pretty sensational. We we have to make hay while the sun shines, don't we? So I got out there busily working away. You have been bogging, literally. You've had a full on, full on week. I'm here for a rest. (laughs) Yeah, don't ring in anyone. We just sit around and chat. And today's program is sponsored by Garden in a Bag. Free delivery when buying six bags or more. Search Garden in a Bag. Must say... Yes, no, I won't say that, actually, what I did for Father's Day. All right, now we do have some calls coming in. We've got a great interview lined up at 20 past eight. Phil Dudman, uh, he's uh, he wears many, many hats. He's a, a real celeb on the East Coast. He's here for the Kalamunda Garden Festival. He will be available tomorrow. He's doing three chats. We are, have been fortunate enough to get him on today. Uh, at 20 past eight and we're going to have a really good chat with uh, Phil and he's a very very interesting fellow indeed he just I'm just looking at your list here we've got you know that he's the editor of Organic Gardener magazine he's a broadcaster he has his own radio show he's a presenter he's an Instagrammer he does workshops he also does tours Uh, there's nothing he doesn't do he just loves gardening and he loves sharing gardening such an all-rounder uh, so we're looking forward to that. And Faye's going to kick off with A to Z of what to be doing now in your gardening. Okay, so that could be really interesting as well. So we've got lots lined up for you. And it looks like lots of calls coming through. Of course, and the gardens are starting to really pop, aren't they? Oh, but they've been popping for ages. Like It's they just have. a rotation of yeah. plants on offer. And I think people We'd, should get out in every season. If we your garden's yeah. looking a bit bland, go out and find something Spice to... It up. 
fill the gaps and yeah. give it a bit of pizzazz. Yeah, exactly. Because you and can have colour all year round. Yes, you can. And I don't think our gardeners look that drab in winter anyway. There's no. always something to look at. And you've got to make sure oh. that there's always something to look at. That's, That's it. The, yeah, absolutely. <laughs> it's a challenge to the listeners. Yes. All right, let's head to Vic Park. We're saying good day to Jan. Good morning. Hi, Jan. Good morning, ladies. Good morning. Um, I've got a question about my azalea, which has... Well, hundreds of uh, buds, many of them opening, but I've got one branch on it that looks like it's dying off. Everything is kind of shriveled. Mm. And I've heard of a thing called um, dieback in azaleas. Well, maybe, but it, it could also be that the branch itself has been damaged or attacked in some way. So what what I would do to draw a line in the sand is get out there and cut that branch off back to where there is healthy growth. And if you do that, you can monitor the plant going forward for any further signs of dieback. But also, Jan, maybe go around the base, uh, make sure that the water is is getting through to the roots and there's no other problems in the soil. So you could add some wetting agent, you could top it with compost and some sort of a acidic mulch. They certainly love pine needles. And, okay. and that way the plant's getting what it needs. Now, when it finishes flowering, what you do is you trim it back straight away. So if it's a, a reasonable size plant, I'd get some hedge trimmers and go over it and then do that again uh, around Christmas. And then after Christmas, no more cutting back. You'll What you'll get is a lovely, compact bushy, healthy plant that will give you many more flowers next year. Okay. Do I need to use any spray on it at all? You know, like a fungicide or anything like that perhaps? I would only do that if I identified a problem. But if you can't see anything, because this branch could be attacked by a pest or or maybe it's just been knocked and the branch has been severed, and that's why it's been damaged. If you get in there and have a closer look, if you detect any anything else that indicates there is a pest or a fungal issue, then we would approach that in a, a different way. All right. I, okay, I'll go and have a good look at it. I, I, I don't think the branch is actually damaged in any way from what I can tell, but um, I'll have another good look at it. Okay, good job. Thank you very much. You're welcome, Jan. Thanks, Jan. Okay. Bye. Bye. Uh, let's head to Dianella. We're talking about grasshoppers, and I bet, you, I bet I know which ones. Hi, Caroline. Oh. Morning. <laughs> Good morning, ladies. Yes, I, I took me ages to find that one that you saw on the um, yes. sweet line. Yes. I had to go through all the pictures, and then I finally spotted it. <clears throat> so well done you for seeing that. Mm. Uh, it's yeah. my front. It's, yeah, it's the stocks. It, again, it looks like someone's gone along and cut all the heads off them. And I think it's a grasshopper there too because I could hear him in the front yard. Oh, right. I think it's a grasshopper because I could really hear him making noise. I thought it was a frog at first. Well, crickets oh, will... Green stalks. Mm. <laughs> what you need to do, Caroline, is get out there at night time and have a look. Uh, you know, it's a great season for slugs and snails <laughs> and puppy dog tails. <laughs> um, well... But there is one other thing. There's black caterpillars everywhere. Yeah. Well, yeah. it could well be them. 
Oh, there's a there. There are a ton down near the front door. They're on the path. They're in the garden. Am I supposed to do something about them? Well, um, a lot of people would. I I personally don't. Um, I have enough foliage in my garden that they don't make a big difference. Although I don't like them getting on my orchids because they can make a mess. Um, but oh. they're easy to find when oh, yeah, when they do get to a, a large size. They will stop yeah. eating. They will go away, turn into a pupa and hatch out as a black and white tiger moth. So don't forget that some of these things are important in our garden. But if they bother you, go around and pick them off. Well, see, I've never bothered in the past because I didn't think, you know, I didn't, well, I didn't really know much about them. I just thought, well, they're part of the garden. But, oh, these stocks are looking so sad. Well, you're you're not alone. Get out there today because it it's wet, and see if you can find any. And um, diminish the, numbers. The um, magpies do like them, and of course chickens will as well. They bash them around to get the the fur off them, and then they um, eat them. So, is there a spray I can put on them? There are. Oh, it's a well dipel. For caterpillars, it tends to work better on small caterpillars. Now, Dipel is organic certified. It's a powder. You mix it up in water. You spray it on. You have to reapply if it rains or if you put the sprinklers on. And the small caterpillars eat eat it and it gives them a tummy ache and they eventually die. But yours are probably too big now. Yeah. If I just put it on the stalks. Then oh, anyway, that's up to okay. you, Caroline. Yes, that's lovely. Thank you for your um, help. Oh, and you know that sweet lime. Then when I went out and looked at it yesterday, one of the buds is all these little black flies all massing on one one tip. That could well be aphids, yeah, and they they're, they're, they're on no, citrus they at the moment. So I was looking at one of my citrus the other day, and there's quite a few um, aphids on it, but. Once again, get out there and monitor it, Caroline. I don't yeah. treat them. The The most I do is squirt with water because right. if I leave them there, the parasitic yeah. wasps come in, the ladybirds, they lay their eggs and their larvae eat them. The oh. hoverflies yeah. take care of them. Then there's little flower yeah. spiders and praying mantises and birds come in as well. Yeah. So it's up to you what yeah. you do with them. I leave them. It's not an aphid. They've got wings. Aphids like can have wings. Flies. All hmm? right, send us a photo, Caroline. Oh, okay, I'll go and do it now. Okay, thank you. Okay. Thanks, Caroline. Bye. Thank you, bye. And we're heading to Alexander Heights. And also, I should have mentioned, we're giving away 10 double tickets to the Kalamunda Garden Festival, which is on tomorrow. So your name would be at the gate. So listen out for that. Uh, we'll do five this hour and five the next hour, as well as our regular fabulous prizes. Heading to Alexander Heights. Chris, good morning. Oh, good morning, ladies. Um, good I morning. I a couple of uh, months ago regarding the native hibiscus. Yes. I don't know if you remember. And um, I've, I managed to get 21 cuttings. And out of those, um, I've had them in a large well, a large container with lids on them, but I've only managed to strike eight. Mm, that's now, not bad. Re- yeah, that's not, I'm pretty happy with that, yeah. Now, um, can I repot them now in small pots or can I take the lids off and let them get a bit of sunshine or 
Um, yeah, taking they, the lid off is probably a good idea to acclimatise them. Make sure they now, don't get yeah. drowned if they're out in the open. Uh, mm-hmm. That will help them harden up a little bit. You yep, could okay. probably even, when you water, give uh, something like a, a seaweed or charlie carp yep. or something along those lines. Okay. And yeah. that will so, help strengthen them before right, you then... So I can't... Oh, sorry. Oh, yep. I sort of can't take them out and put them into little pots now. Would it be too early to do that? Well, I take the lid off first and first, yeah. get, you know leave them a week or so. Okay. And mm-hmm. and then do it. It just gives All them right. a chance to acclimatize when you do things slowly like taking them off, right. taking the lid off and putting them into their own pots are two changes. So right, I see. Okay. Transition yep. mm-hmm. slowly. All right. Um, now, um, it's been a beautiful week for gardening. My husband and I have been out all day in the garden. Oh, lucky you, week. Chris. Lucky and you. And today, today the orchids are on at uh, John Septimus Row in Maribuka. That's, that's right. So yes. We're off to that. So oh, that's very good. well. Yeah, everyone get along. Have fun. I'm mm. sure it'll be an amazing display and lots of uh, oh, yes, plants yes. available. Mm. Yeah, we've been before and it's absolutely gorgeous, it actually. Yeah, so. yeah, no. Okay, ladies, have a good day. Thank you. Too. And you and, too. Happy Thank gardening. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. And now we're heading from Alexander Heights. We're going to go to Bell Divers. I'll just wait until that call is ready, uh, talking about the pruning of a large grevillea. And the call is ready, so let's say good day to Dorothy. Good morning. Oh, good, good morning. Hi, good morning. Dorothy. I've got your email in front of me. All right. Yes. So, <laughs> the, yeah, the question is, what to do about this tree it's looking absolutely magnificent there's so many blooms on it although the 28s have a good go every day i pick up half a dozen from the ground um but yeah it's whether i feel it needs a really good cut back but uh, my husband is so in love with it he feels we should just leave it mm, yes well it is amazing and of course the best time to trim a native plant is kind of like yesterday. Like you need to trim them from the beginning, ideally. You certainly could thin it out, and mm. uh, because it does look like it's going to be quite top heavy, yeah, as as time goes on, you want to make sure that the branches are strong enough to to support the top growth. So, thinning it out would be a good idea. So, opening a up a, a little bit in the middle, removing anything that might be sort of crossing over, uh, damage, disease, because there's there's bound to be something in that top there that needs thinning out, I would suggest. Um, yes. It's like there's more than a metre above the fence height, isn't there, of growth? Oh, yes, yes. Mm. It's, uh, it's really... It's really tall and wide, and of course, you're putting everything else in shade. That's that's not the issue. The issue is the cutting back of it because it's got so big, so tall, um, and and broad. And I, I understand what you're saying about the load on the, on the branches. And there's quite a lot of them that do cross over. Yeah. So I feel I'm probably going to end up with a skeleton. Um, well, no, want... you know, you can do it lightly. Uh, yeah. And certainly with the birds coming in, you've got the weight of all the flowers and the growth. And then when the yeah. birds come in, I've seen it before, I've had black cockies take a branch off a gum tree because of really? their weight. Oh, wow. The branches get very heavy. So, uh, 
yeah, start to think about it. Have have a look. Ideally, you do it after it's flowering, after it's finished flowering. But I don't know that this will finish flowering. No, it might be one of those, one of those ones that yeah. flowers all year. It, it has just gone on and on and on. It is flowering. a beautiful tree, Dorothy. I love it. Mm. Mm. And I love uh, the birds come in and you've got Mm. a bird bath underneath. So this this week I found it was the first time I actually had to go out and purposely fill up the bird baths. Yes, me too. (laughs) Yeah, we had lots more birds in the garden this week. Yes, it's been, it is amazing. And that is a reason why we're so reluctant to cut it back. But I do think for its own sake. Yeah, it really needs it. Well, thank you so much. Look, I did ask you uh, cheekily for a second just opinion about uh, ground cover. And, um, yep, I've got that here, Dorothy. We do need to go to a break, so I'll answer that after the break when we come back on, okay? So if you'd okay, like to keep you. listening and we'll thank talk you. about it. I will. Thank Thanks you. Thank you. Cheers, Bye. Dorothy. Bye. Okay, and yes, we do. 100.1 you're tuned to Let's Talk Gardening this morning with Ray and Faye. Now, uh, Dorothy, we will talk about your ground cover options after our chat. We do have Phil Dudman online, and I do recommend, guys, that you get yourself a, a cuppa and have a good listen to what uh, we're going to be talking about. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening with Ray and Faye. And as promised, we have Phil Dudman, who is attending the Kalamunda Garden Festival tomorrow. Hey, Phil, how's it going? It's going great, and it's so fantastic to be here. You're welcome to Perth. Have you? How many times have you been here in Perth before? You know, I've popped over a couple of times, and uh, mostly, you know, for work engagements. Um, last year, I was in Perth for a wildflower tour, and I just loved it. I fell in love with Perth. I had more time to sort of get around and have a look around, and mm. of course. Kings Park was just like one of the most special places. Yeah, well, you certainly are a man with many hats, aren't you? Definitely. Well, I got one main one that you see me wearing all the time, but um, yeah, <laughs> I do have a collection. Yeah, I've got, I'm into a few different things. Um, you know, I, I in the in the gardening space, I suppose. So you know, I'm writing. I'm doing a little bit of editing. I'm, uh, I run workshops. Uh, you know, do tours and. Uh, go to events like I'm um, here for for the Kalamunda Garden Festival. Well, we're very excited to have you over here, and you've got some great topics that you're presenting. Ah, Would you like to yeah. run through them? Yeah, well, you know, uh, first up is, I, I suppose, it's a real kind of uh, one of my favourite topics is making compost. So yeah. I know a lot of people struggle with mm. making top-class compost, and uh, it's really once you get a few things in place and uh, a system in place, a very simple system, you can be making really fantastic compost. So that that title's called, or that that topic's called, become a master composter. So we'll have a lot of fun with that one, and uh, I'll give you people a few little insights that they may not expect on how easy it is, and you can even do it as a lazy person. You know. Oh, oh good. <laughs> My my compost only really gets turned once, and but I really I reckon I could I could get away with not turning at all. And it's and it's about how I compile 
the ingredients. So I look forward to revealing some of that to people. It sounds a bit uh, like a Sarah Lee garden, layer <laughs> upon layer. It, it is layer upon mm. layer. You got it. And it's almost as delicious as, uh, you know, an apple crumble. Well, I don't well, know. I must say, I love the smell of <laughs> compost. So, yeah, you're speaking to um, the converted here. And what else can course. we look forward to? Well, look, I'm also talking around midday about uh, pruning fruit trees and vines. So, you know, I'm a pretty keen food grower. I grow a lot of my own fruit trees in my suburban garden. And um, I'm, I'm also mad about pruning. And pruning for mm. uh, keeping things compact so I can grow more things, but mm. also to be able to bring the best out of your fruit trees and... Um, you know, really target the the fruiting wood. So we're going to be talking about, I suppose, uh, you know, the most popular fruit trees that people might be growing. Yeah, it's a big subject. Mm. It is a big topic uh, to cover in, say, an hour or so, but we'll be covering the major ones and uh, looking at uh, when you need to be pruning particular fruit trees and how to go about it and uh, that'll be very revealing for Mm. a lot of people so i I always find that a very useful topic to to cover and 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 just to give people confidence confidence a lot of people get quite nervous they're either yeah either nervously just sort of taking a little bit off here and there or they're like a psychopath and they (laughs) a lot off we blame the men we need to find that middle ground (laughs) don't we (laughs) you know I often, uh, when I'm doing that topic, I'll ask, and you'll see all the blokes, yeah. you know, their eyes are kind of like lighting up, thinking about their chainsaws, you know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, so the, the last topic I'm covering, which is around 2 o'clock in the afternoon, it is uh, priming your spring patch for production. So I'll be looking at easy ways to spark up your patch and and get it really full of life, ready to grow things. And of course, the things you can be growing and uh, enjoying over the spring and into the early summer period. Well, where are you based, Phil? I'm based in Lismore, northern New South Wales. So perhaps a little bit warmer than what we have here? Yeah, it's a bit earlier than what you've got here. So, um, you know, it's... uh, uh, spring has already well and truly sprung, I reckon, about uh, a month ago. Oh, right. um, okay. So it's, it's, it's in that kind of changeover period. You know, you get a couple of warm days and then you get a couple of cool nights. And then, mm. you know, you, your wife's saying, should we get rid of this dune? I say, no, no, the, the yeah. cool weather will be will yeah. return. Yeah. <laughs> and it does. So it's in that kind of like transitional period. Give us a little overview of what's actually in your garden, Phil, just for our listeners. Ah, cool. Well, you know, I the patch is my space. It's almost like an altar out there for me in my garden, and uh, I spend so much time out there. So a big part of it is this uh, big area, which I've got six beds uh, in production and a couple of other, and that's on a, in a sort of formal arrangement with a lovely espaliered citrus behind it. And then throughout the rest of the back yard, Uh, fruit trees dotted around and just before I came over I was just planting up a new section which uh, I've gone a little bit kind of flower mad. I was just about to ask you, I'm a flower girl you see and I was just about to say any flowers Phil? Yeah Yeah. well look you know for years it was just like ah look no I'll just really focus on the edibles Mm -hmm. and um, but you know I started experimenting with uh, perennials uh, mm-hmm. you know, there's a bit of a thing going on with it, as you may have noticed. 
Uh, so perennial flowers and uh, you know, some of them have surprisingly done really quite well in my subtropical climate. So I've expanded on that and there's an area there which was, I suppose, a little bit wild. It, it was starting to become uh, a, a perennial sweet potato bed. You know how it takes over. Oh, yes. Uh, <laughs> so I, I finally cleared that out a couple of weeks ago and uh, just before I came over planted it up with salvias, agastachi, and you know, all sorts of flowering uh, perennials. Um, You're talking my language. Yeah, so I just, I just got into that whole joy of stepping out there and just being surrounded by bees, butterflies, all sorts of insects, birds that all seem to love these plants. And, of course, you get all these beautiful cut flowers, and it's for months and months and months you've got these flowers performing it's a pollinator patch it's a pollinator (laughs) patch and uh you know i've I've sort of created with a pathway through anyway it's a small garden but um i'm thrilled to finally get it done because i've been talking about it for ages and uh, you know with spring around the the timing was perfect oh it sounds wonderful now how big Mm. is your backyard what sort of block are you on my block is 770 square meters so that's a good size it's a good size suburban block, but mm. you know we always want more, more. don't we? Absolutely, yeah. oh, some of us don't. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Well, you know, sometimes you're flat out just keeping up with what you've got. Yeah, you've and, got a lot uh, on your plate. Well, yeah, that's right. And I, and I, and I, but I like, I actually quite like uh, the restrictions. And you know, you, there's got to be a little bit of discipline there in what you do. Mm. You know, there's, there's room, a little bit of room for so you experimenting. Can't, you can't talk to Ray and I about discipline because <laughs> when it comes to plants, we Out are both enablers mm. and there is no discipline. Well, I, I, maybe I was just kidding myself really there, <laughs> Faye, but, um, you know, like... Uh, uh, there's always things changing. Like I'll rip things out and start again. And, you know, when I was yeah. I was on this tour last year. I went to Lambley Nursery mm. and, uh, you know... Um, something I learned while I was there was if something's not working, rip it out and change it. Don't muck yeah, around. Don't yeah. just just get on with the next thing. Life's too and short. Yeah, get life's on. too short. Yeah, you know. So uh, don't procrastinate in the garden. We um, have a lot of listeners that you know very very patient, and they'll be you know fiddling around with something for ten years or more. And yeah, I haven't got that patience. Yeah, I've got to move on. I've got to make it work. Yeah. Mm. Well, the, the the clock's ticking, isn't it? <laughs> it is. <laughs> it is. And we're getting closer to the pointy end. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. So you just got to get on with it. And yeah. you, you have a radio show too. I do on uh, ABC North Coast. And uh, I work with a, a wonderful radio legend. Uh, Angela Caturn. So people who used to listen to Triple J in the 80s will remember Angela. She lives up my way these days. So I'm I'm fortunate to be working with her every Saturday morning. And I've been doing that show now for 20 years. Oh, wow. Okay. There you go, Faye. Yeah. Faye's wow. got a bit there to catch go. up with you there. Yeah. Well, you're getting closer, right? <laughs> I've done about um, 13, 14 years or something mm. I've been uh, co-hosting. So, Phil, it's been a wild ride since COVID. Uh, what are your gardening predictions for the future? I mean, like in your opinion where do you think we're all headed well it was just thinking about that whole thing of the interest mm. that uh, came to gardening at the time 
time, uh, I was uh, still working as horticultural editor at Gardening Australia Mag, and our sales went through the roof through that period. Yeah. But one thing I did notice right till I'd, I'd left that role was, um, you know, it never waned. The 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 new interest in gardening uh, never waned. So like. Uh, and I noticed in the nursery industry too, wow, like mm. they're enjoying oh, yes. great stuff and continue to. Yeah. So uh, it's funny, like I think there's a bit of gardening in everyone, even those people who resist it. Now, a lot of people in the uh, who you meet think, oh, well, that's something I'll do when I retire. Yeah. The whole COVID thing made people realise that, oh, you know. Uh, Life is why, now. Mm. Why? That's it. Why have I been putting this off? Mm. Because. You know, the converted, you and I, we all know that um, it's it's one of the most wonderful things to have in your life is that whole experience of gardening interest and uh, gardening activity. Uh, it does become central to your life, you know, and I think that's, I often feel that that's where we're meant to be. So I'm always trying to get that message out to people. We all have that little bit of something. That's why we respond so well to plants and being in nature uh, is that it makes us feel so good. So why would you not be gardening? Because, you know, that's, that's just... That's just triggering that whole joy throughout your body whenever you're out there yeah. and you're creating that lovely little bit of paradise in your own backyard. Um, you know, you really feel like you need to get away for the weekend because you've got it all there. You've got your own oasis yeah, right <laughs> under your nose, absolutely. And do you think um, for uh, community events such as the Kalamunda Garden Festival, uh, what... Is it is it about that? Do you think what, why do they draw people? Why do you think they're so successful? Well, there's heaps of reasons. Mm. Uh, you know, one um, there's just so, such a wonderful selection and range of plants to discover all oh, in one. Oh yes, you can go to a garden centre, and you know, normally it's a little bit of the same old, same old, but you go to uh, something like Kalamunda and um, you 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 get all the kind of the big growers, the small growers, they're all there. Uh, so you get your special interest stuffed, and, and it's it's there's so much to discover. Yeah. Then you've got all the tools and all the things you need, but you've got you've got access to all these experts, yes. you know, in the game. So you, you talk to the nursery people, you talk to the tool people, you talk to the water, the irrigation people, the soil people. They're all there. And, all all and, in one place. And it's a yeah. rare opportunity to be able to access all of this. And over 100 stalls yeah. with quality oh, plants. 200, oh, 200, 200 stalls, yeah. stalls uh, that are all I, there, you know, which is mind-blowing. So yeah. there's, there's heaps going on. And uh, then you get all the talks. So you get to sit down, you know, enjoy some food, grab some food, grab a drink, cup of tea, whatever, sit down, listen to a talk, be inspired, mm. um, have a laugh, have some fun, meet all these other gardeners. It's like a jamboree <laughs> for, for exactly. gardeners, isn't it, when you, when you go to something like Kalamunda. Yeah. And um, you, just, you just walk around with, your, with a smile on your face all day and feel yeah. so good. Yeah. I, I find whenever I go to one of these events, uh, I just come home inspired yes. and uh, excited, and yes. I can't wait. People, people can't wait to get their hands in the compost and you know no, start I, filling the soil. Your Maybe. life looks like one garden festival <laughs> after another because I follow you on Instagram, and one minute you'll be in the patch doing your tomatoes, and the next minute you'll be at another weekend festival. 
Well, I love it, and um, it's a, it's a it's a blessed life, really. And yeah. uh, you know, when when your work is your passion, and exactly. your passion is your work, you know, it's really is a joy. But that's gardening. I think you know, you, 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 once you get into gardening, it's like nothing else matters, really. Well, you know, you've got to look after your family. Of course, um, you've got to go and go and say hello to them occasionally. But, um, you know, it's just such a wonderful life. It's a great life in the garden is what I always say. And so, Phil, just to finish off, what continues to inspire you and is there anything you would like to see more of in the future? Well, I get inspired by people who are discovering gardening and uh, just really uh, feeling that joy for the first time. You know, I've been gardening now for 30 years and... Um, and growing food for 30 years and i just think ah look yeah i know that i know that feeling great we've got another one in the uh in the team and um uh what was the other part of the question I what would you like to see more of yeah going well, forward i would see i would like to see uh more more acknowledgement of the gardening world from yeah. our leaders mm-hmm. you know, local state uh, federal level. I Very just, good point. Uh, like that. So much, well, mm. it's 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 such a simple thing. We know all of all the benefits in gardens, especially about the whole feel good aspect. You know, you you're busy. You're creating. Uh, you're mm. cr- you're making something out of nothing. Often, you know, you're sharing with other gardeners. Uh, you feel so good about all this stuff. It helps people so much, uh, particularly with, with, with mental health. Exactly. Uh, it's, it's such a and – it, and it doesn't cost a lot. Gardening doesn't have to. It can mm. if you want it to. Sure can. But you can do it on the cheap. You really can. Mm. And it, the, the connections you get through the community through gardening are fantastic. So it wouldn't take much support from governments uh, – for the whole gardening thing, give us all a job. How about that, Faye and Ray? <laughs> I haven't got time for a job. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, we're out there promoting. Yeah. Um, mm. You know, I think, and and it works. You know, the the promotion of gardening works, and and once you once you get get it into people, and they they feel it for the first time, they they're hooked. And if you could do that on a on a on a wider scale. Uh, and a bigger scale with more backing. Yeah, more um, regard. Yes, I agree. Yeah, and look, and then and then people start greening our public areas, and you know we know we've got a lot of trees to plant on the mm. planet. All those things would start to happen because we'd all realise the importance of plants. We've a lot of people have lost that connection, mm. and once you realise that, you know, the reason why we are here is because of plants um, and we depend on them for so much in our lives and, and all living things do, uh, I think we're going to create a much better world. So come on, all you pollies who are listening this morning, you know, <laughs> get behind us. Fantastic. I love the way you think and uh, we look forward to catching you tomorrow at the Kalamunda Garden Festival I know you're going to be very busy and you're certainly going to have a lot of people wanting uh, your time uh, but it'll be a a magnificent day and uh, we can't wait I can't wait either look I've been hearing about the Kalamunda Garden Fest for so long and it's such a a joy and pleasure to be here and be invited to attend Uh, you know I look forward to seeing you out there 
and uh, anyone else listening, come on, say good day. Well, big congratulations to yes. Andrew and Mandy who've been driving this for some years now. So and, putting, has... and putting Perth on 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 the absolutely. radar. Absolutely, yes, they've done yeah, a absolutely. sterling job. Mm. Okay, look forward to seeing you all there. All right, all right. you take care. Thanks, Phil. Catch you soon. Thank you for your time, Phil. Ta-da. Cheers Bye. for now. Bye. Radio. And we are back. You are listening to Let's Talk Gardening. And did you enjoy listening to Phil Dudman? Uh, we just thought he was sensational. And you can get more of Phil tomorrow at the Kalamunda Garden Festival. And I've got five double passes to give away, which I will do very soon. You wanted to go back to the ground cover for yes, Dorothy. For, We're for fin- Dorothy. finishing off our call. Yes. She is interested in finding out about a replacement for lawn and is after a low growing ground cover and dichondra has been suggested dichondra is great and it does like a moist soil it'll grow in sun but it does need that balance of moisture of course there's a green one which is even it's good in gaps for lawn that doesn't do well in a shady spot it'll Mm. fill the gaps but dichondra silver falls is another one that Mm. could do quite well Lipia, of course, is often used as a lawn substitute. It does flower and brings in the bees. So you just need to be mindful of that if you're walking on it. Of course, herbs, uh, things like creeping thyme Mm. would also do very well. And you could do almost like a patchwork of different colours. There's also a rosemary that is a ground cover. So that will spread along the ground. Damondia, very hardy. It's it looks like a miniature gazania. That's tough, right. Yeah. Tough leaves. Mm, mm. That will do very well in a full sun position. Absolutely. Not requiring a lot of water. Of course, gazanias as well. They're pretty. Mm. They'll mm. take full sun. They won't need a lot of water. And the African daisies, the range, mm. fast growing so and oh, just absolutely beautiful. So many new different colours out now. There's also creeping boobiella or the Myoporum parvifolium. That's a lovely native ground cover. So the consideration would just be if you need to walk on it, I think. Mm. Um, but, yeah, there's some options there's for you, There's some very good options there. Thank you very much. Now, the lines are free, 94841927. Our hardworking researcher, John Glidden, standing by in the background. You can also email us. Gardening at curtainfm.com.au as well. Now, I think I'll give away five doubles to the Kalamunda Garden Festival tomorrow. We're not going to make this tricky. We are opening it to everybody. What will happen is we will take your name and it will be left at the gate. At the There's only one entrance at the Kalamunda Festival and it's you literally walk through to the uh, ticket sale area, but you go into the line. Faya Cara, help me out. The online ticket sales entry. Online ticket sales entry. So there'll That's be it. two queues. You go on into that queue, and that one moves a lot quicker if you grab your tickets online. And uh, your name will be there, and uh, in you go. So five doubles to give away, thanks to Kalamunda Garden Festival. To, thanks to Mandy and Andrew. If you would like one, give Bev a call now. One double nine four eight four one nine two seven. Nine four eight four one nine two seven. Go for it. Right. I shall move on with emails, Ray. And I'm yes, not sure please. if this was covered last week, but Pat. Uh, asked us could someone from the gardening program please advise where i could buy 
bush tucker plants in the Perth area to grow in my garden. Well, of course, mm. Tucker Bush uh, is Mark Tuchet. He yeah. will be at the Calamunda Garden Festival Absolutely. tomorrow. That is from 10 till 3, 3. p.m. in Sturk Park, Calamunda. Uh, m- many of the, the green hardware stores, big green sheds have these plants. Your local nurseries will also have them. So, yep. Plenty available Plenty around the place. Yeah. Uh, and online. Look online at um, tuckerbush.com.au and there's a list of stores there as well. Now, we have received an email from Sue in Morley and John's brought us in this magnificent Massive. picture. She said, I enjoy listening to your program when I can and would appreciate your advice as to pruning my camellia bush, which is in the front yard. It is in full bloom and beautiful as always. I understand to wait until flowering is finished. Pruning, however, my question is, how much pruning should I do? The bush is about 40 years old and four to five metres high and about two to three metres wide. If you could reply by email, I, in case I miss hearing your advice. Well, gosh, the, the main thing to consider here is the space that it's taking up. I can see a fence behind it. So a lot of the time, the reason for pruning is to maintain a size and Mm -hmm. shape, keep it nice and bushy. You might also want to get inside because if it hasn't been pruned previously, where the sunlight doesn't reach, there can be dead, dying, diseased branches and sticky bits crossing over. So clean it up a little bit and then... Basically, I think I would just take to it with um, a combination of secateurs for some nice clean cuts. But initially, you might just use a hedge pruner just to give it a once over and then tidy up neatly with the secateurs. Um, once you can see where where all the branches have ended up, and also by using secateurs, you can cut back to a nice neat node. Mm. And where you cut back to a node you'll get some branching. So as magnificent as this bush looks now, it could be even better next year with a, a little bit of uh, trimming. And you don't have to cut it back hard. It, it looks like mm. it's got the space to take it. It does. Magnificent specimen, Sue. <laughs> I've still got to get myself a camellia and I've got to get myself an azalea. They're missing out of my well, collection. Well, Ray, you know, I keep thinking... You had a special birthday very recently. You know, mm. in my head, I keep bouncing around. I should get you a clematis, but oh, I know well, you need I'm this and that, that and I'm something else. I just don't know what what is the right thing. Well, I don't know. You know, I'm open to everything, as you know. Clematis would be wonderful, but certainly I'm chasing a well, beautiful red camellia. Well, you have to think about where you're going to put it. I so, know, I know. I've got a few options with the clematis. Oh, okay. Yeah. All right. I want you to make a list of what you need. So, so we've Look got out, is there enough paper? As a, well, it could be a bit like a wedding list where we can tick off what you need. A register. Oh, a register. Oh, yeah, I like, that. like that. A plant register. Yeah. Well, you said it. Look out. <laughs> All right, we'll be back in a moment. Curtain Radio. 
And we are back. The news will be with us at 9am, which is uh, only about seven minutes away. And the phone lines have been going crazy. Poor Bev. Uh, so we know that people are very keen to get along to the Calamunda Garden Festival tomorrow. Uh, take your brolly. I don't think that if it does rain, that'll be much of it. Uh, you know, and I think that will just add to the occasion. To the atmosphere. Well, there'll be so. plenty of places to shelter. Oh, yeah. At uh, 10.15, I'm kicking off with Fantastic Fungi. So your chat is at 10.15, so people would like to meet you and listen to you. You must get along nice and early. And you'll be in which tent? The um, Tony and Sons marquee. Okay. So I will be presenting uh, photos and information about Fantastic Fungi and and their friends, of course, the slime moulds, which I often talk (laughs) about. And, you know, like once you see the photos, you'll see why... Why I'm fascinated. I just slides and love them. It's a whole new world. And how long will your chat go for? Uh, 45 minutes. Yeah, nice. Okay. Mm. And then after that, you can go shopping or you can go to another chat because there's just going to be a wealth of information there tomorrow. And I know last time I went along, and I say this, don't necessarily follow my own advice. I went retail crazy. And when I got home, I not that I regretted what I bought, but I thought, oh, there was all this information there that you cannot normally access, and I did wrong. I should have just gone from chat to chat to chat because it's so educational, oh. so informative. My goodness, I think that's key. Well, yeah. you know, I don't get out of that marquee. No, I just you don't. sit there and listen to to all of them. They're fantastic. No, I kept bringing what I bought to you and showing you, <laughs> and then I'd go off again. <laughs> all right, let's go to Mandra. Diana, good morning. Good morning. Um, I'm wondering if you could help me. On television last night, I think it was Channel 7, they showed a blossom farm up in the hills. They're having an open day this weekend, or open weekend. Um, You can take a picnic. Um, They had cars decorated. They had everything. And I I missed where it was. I wondered if you knew. I think that would be S&R Orchard. They open up at a certain time of the year, Mm. and they've got lots of props, like a Yes, you can make a booking, yes. you can go there at certain times. Uh, perfect op- opportunity for photographers yeah, very to beautiful. capture amazing scenes and for families and, and kids to get up there. Uh-huh, that's it. Yes, that's the one. Um, what was it, S and? S and R, Orchard. S and R, Orchard. Okay, lovely. And that's, Thank you very much. And uh, that's in Wollaston. Was that the one? I'm not sure where it was. I missed part of the program, so okay. Um, so it's up in the hills somewhere, I thought. Right. Yeah. Well, I know. I I do know that SNR Orchard is in Wollaston, and they do yeah. have this sort of thing on. I don't know if that was what you saw on the news, though. Uh-huh. I don't know if there's some someone else. There's lots yeah. happening around at the moment. We went for a drive down Russell Road to pick up some chickens. And the strawberry farm had just opened up and the, the queue was out the door. There were cars everywhere. Really? So we just pulled up oh. and we, we joined the queue and we came mm. home with an amazing uh, range of strawberries. Mm. Mm. Oh, lovely. Lovely. It's just, okay. yes, spring has sprung. It has. And welcome, welcome, welcome. Yes. <laughs> exactly, Diana. Okay. Yes. Good. I think everyone's looking forward to a little bit of warmth. Oh, yeah. Yes, lovely. Thanks for your Good call. Thank you very much for that. Okay. Take care. Bye. Thank you. Bye. And we're heading to Gosnell's, speaking with Florence. Good morning. Good morning. I am not... I don't have a problem with plants. 
Oh, good. Right. (laughs) (laughs) What it is, I am moving into a retirement village and I would like to take some of my potted plants with me. Mm. And because, you know, the heavy, I can't lift them and do whatever. I've spoken to several gardeners and they made me feel absolutely silly with the replies that I should be wanting such a thing. So I just wondered if you knew anybody who does this (laughs) transferring things. Well, um, was there anything difficult about your request, Florence? Sorry? Was there anything difficult about your request? How big are your pots? I don't don't think so. All I want is, I mean, I know the the removalists will take them, but they'll just dump them anywhere in the courtyard. And and like I say, I just want some help in setting up a garden in the in the um, in the in my unit. Yeah, taking some of my my plants. So you need yeah, them to me. help yeah. help transport them and position them for you in your courtyard. That might even be be two different people. Someone who's got the ability to to transport them, like a removal company, because mm. that's what they do. They've got trolleys. Yeah. Uh, you know, and they're they're physically able, and then perhaps someone else who's a little bit more skilled to place them and position them. Yes, that's um, what I need. <laughs> well, I would say let's give your number to Bev, and mm-hmm. and maybe someone who lives not far from Gosnells might be able to help. Are you staying in the same area? Yes, uh, yes, I'm going to Amaru. Anybody oh, yes, yes. Knows, knows you know, that yeah, they used to be a sponsor. I, I'm sure mm. certainly a removal company will be able to do it, but it'd be nice to have someone oversee that they do the right thing for you, Florence. So we'll put you, put back, you back to back Bev, to Bev. Mm-hmm. and see what we can do to help. Thank you. Thanks, Good luck, Florence. Florence. Thank okay. you. And all right, now I put Florence back to Bev. Uh, it's nine o'clock. Well, I don't know what happened there. And I can't be blamed for that one. <laughs> Truly. Um, very, very odd. Okay. Maximum today of 20. Right now, 17.4. Humidity sitting at 59%. Showers are increasing, I believe, this afternoon. However, 1 to 5 mils. It won't be too bad. And the minimum overnight will be 11. Showers tomorrow, maximum of 17. Forecast is 2 to 8 mils. And on Monday, the minimum overnight will be 11 with a maximum of 19 and a shower or two, up to 2 mils of rain could be expected. Now, our rainfall so far for September, of which we're only several days into, is 6.4. The average is 81.8. Now, in August, we ended up with 75 mils against an average of 123.8. So, we probably do. We not probably. We need some rain in September to to pick up that shortfall. Wouldn't that be nice if we actually get it? And as we were saying earlier, September is one of those months. It's likely that we could get extra rain. Now, pretty, you're pretty but, sure last year we went way back to winter. We had a very long wet winter last year. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, as long as we get the odd fine day here and there, we're happy. And I like the rain overnight, Ray. Oh, yeah. Well, it rained last night because I could tell when it came out this morning. I thought, you beauty. Yeah, everything had had a little kiss. We got we got the new chickens yesterday. Yes. And, of course, when you get chickens, you have to train them about where to sleep. So How do you five, do that? Well, 
you have to go out there, you have to um, check on them, and you have to put them on their perch. And they've, and got, a, they've got a proper coop. Yes, they've yeah. got a, a hen house. Nice and, and so yesterday, five chickens went in there, put them in their pen, put their feed in there, set them all up, went out last night, came home about 9 o'clock, go out, chicken house is empty. Oh, my goodness, $110 worth of chickens, I'm thinking, not not seen anywhere. So I had to go rummaging around in the undergrowth, find them one by one in the drizzling rain, sheltering under the nasturtiums, the one by one. Oh, I dear, picked oh, them dear. up and I put them on their perch. Went out there this morning, they're still perched. Oh, okay. So how <laughs> big just, are they? They're, they're 18 weeks old, so, so they're, they're a good size. Good size. I, it'll be a few short weeks before they start laying. Yeah. So we're very excited about that. And, and you're of going course, to add the kids to the, love them. them as well. Yes, well, I, I thought we'd kick off with the high lines because mm. they're guaranteed egg layers mm. and that's kind of what the main reason we want them for. But I'd also like Australops and I'd like to start breeding Australops. So mm. if we were to get the Australop hens and a rooster... Then when they lay their eggs and they're fertilised, then we can get a an incubation unit mm. or if one of the hens got clucky, they mm. could do it all themselves. But mm. I'd I'd like to really teach the children how what comes first, chicken or chicken an egg. Chicken or an egg. And yesterday I thought it's definitely the chicken because you don't get eggs without chickens. Sure do not. Sure do not. I envy you. I would love to have some chickens. Yeah, mm. that would be lovely, but not not viable. I could see you moving to a farmlet down the track, Ray. Oh, I could see me doing that as well. Not sure, but uh, I could definitely... I would be in my element, put it that mm. way. I really would. Now, I think we better give something else away uh, because we too have two $75 gift vouchers still to give away. Uh, we'll do one now and one later in the show. So let's go to Bigger Trees Nursery, my good buddy, Kerry Spriggs. $75 gift voucher could be yours. You have a question to answer, so you must be a Curtin FM member and not to have won a prize in the last 28 days. Right now at Bigger Trees, you will see many beautiful blossoms appearing. And the deciduous magnolias are looking very pretty. I mentioned them last week, as are the lilacs. And Kerry says the Circus trees are spectacular. There is a wide range of weeping Japanese maples to drool over. I have one of those, and uh, yes, it is drool-worthy. New arrivals are citrus trees, sunshine blue blueberries, Panama red and black nugget passion fruit, Proteas, leucodendrons, leucospermums, kangaroo paws, grevilleas, and oh so much more. So all just come in. Now, so which way would you run to spend your $75 gift voucher? Mm. You wouldn't know which way to go, would you? And at Bigger Trees, they do deliver, by the way, and you can learn a lot more by going to biggertrees.com.au and uh, check out all their online options and follow their Facebook for any updates. So that's Bigger Trees. Here is your question. Finish the lyric from Lonnie Donegan's hit, My Old Man's a Dustman. He looks a proper nana in his great big hobnail boots. He's got such a job to pull them up that he calls them what? I know. <laughs> Thanks, John. I'll read it again. Finish the lyric from Lonnie Donegan's hit, My Old Man's a Dustman. He looks a proper nana in his great big hobnail boots. He's got such a job to pull them up that he calls them what? If you know the answer, give Bev a call right now on 9484 
1927 and that $75 gift voucher is going to make its way to you this week. Okay, let me see. Where are we? What's next? What what have we got here? Elvie from Como rang with some details about the Blossom Festival. Runs from the 2nd, which is today, through to the 25th of September and is in Halliston Road, Wollaston. So you gave out the right info. Very good. And I think you can go online. I think you can make a booking time. I'm not 100% sure, but it was SNR Orchard. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Now, you've got more emails I, to plough yes, through. Do. I know, I know. Veronica has sent us an email to say that she's gotten on to growing her tomato seedlings um, from seed and she's doing different varieties. She's keeping the trays outside in the sun during the day and on a heat mat at night. The seeds germinate and develop the cotyledons well and then they stop growing for weeks. Is it normal that they take so long to grow at first um, or to develop? to develop their first true leaves. She says she makes her own seed raising mix with coir, vermiculite and compost. Should I fertilise my seedlings to give them a boost? Absolutely. And you know what? If you've grown anything from seed yeah. in, in in little punnets, you know just the value of going and buying those $3 punnets yeah. from the nursery because there's quite an art in it. And if they don't get enough sun, they can grow leggy. They can be slow growing because we're we're kind of starting them out of season. It's not their prime time, but certainly they do need a boost. In seed raising mix, there is nothing that actually feeds the plant. And seeds don't need anything to germinate other than the right conditions. So moisture, light and temperature, basically. So you put a seed in anything, it will grow. Once it's got roots... It goes looking for moisture and nutrients. And I would recommend giving it a light feed, uh, something half strength that is designed for roots. You could even use um, a seaweed product or a fish emulsion type product if you were going the organic route. Or you could go for something, doesn't need to be a, a flowering fertilizer, but something that gives it more trace elements and and um, something for the roots. Mm. So, yeah, I'm not surprised. They are slow growing when we're doing them from seed. Yeah. You think about the growing conditions that mm. nurseries have. It's temperature controlled. Yeah, perfect. It, it's got the right amount of sun and, and light conditions. And this is how they bring them on to have them ready for us. I mean, look at the weather now. It's cool. It's wet. It's kind of not so much tomato growing. Mm season so if you're doing it yourself at home it will take a little it's bit a longer process. and it's the other process. thing once they if you are growing them in punnets if you leave them in punnets and keep them growing and wait until they flower in the punnets so basically you stress them you let them dry out and you push them to flower and then plant them you will get flowers quicker mm. and when you do plant them plant them further up the stem because they will put out more roots and you'll get a stronger plant. Plant them further up the stem. So it? deeper. Yeah, exactly. Mm. Okay. Now we've got a winner, Julie of Thornley. Congratulations and uh, how very clever of you. Uh, the phone lines lit up so our listeners were not fooled by John. Uh, the question was, finish the lyric from Lonnie Donegan's hit My Old Man's a Dustman. He looks a proper nana in his great big hobnail boots. He's got such a job to pull them up. 
that he calls them daisy roots. <laughs> Very clever. Okay, so good on you, Julie. Uh, yeah, $75 gift voucher is yours. You'll receive it in the next week or so, depending on the mail. Yes, okay. So we've got lots more to give away this Oh, we do. I thought I'd give Bev a bit of a breather, (laughs) poor lady. And we'd allow some uh, calls to come through uh, for gardening inquiries as well. Well, I could go on with an email or we could kick off our A to Z of what to do. Okay, well, let's maybe try and start that and uh, see how we go. Start with A, obviously. (laughs) Well, I was pottering this week because the weather was so amazing and I was sort of going around the veranda and the hothouse and looking at my aroids. Your, now, your hot house looked amazing when you oh, sent me the pictures too. Oh, I don't wow. think it looks amazing because I, I just see the work that it needs. But yeah, don't for we all. people that aren't sure, aroids are plants that have a spathophyllum or a spathe. So I'm talking about the peace lilies and thuriums, philodendrons, monsteras. Alocasias. Yes, and colocasias, the elephant's mm-hmm. ears. Mm-hmm. So a lot of the foliage plants that we're seeing in the nurseries mm. are aroids. Aroids, yeah. And so I thought, aroid alley. So there's such a range of them. Some are hardy and tough as old boots. Monsteras and philodendrons have been around for years. But then you've got the softer ones, like some of the elephant's ears that don't like the cold. And so some of those plants will have died down. Mm. And so you might have pots sitting there where, you know, they've the leaves are all shriveled. Hopefully you let it dry out because mm. we don't want to water and have a pot totally wet that is in its dormant stage because the the corm can actually rot away. So with the the onset of the warmer weather, we might start to infrequently water them. Yeah, The heat will kick them off. And so you might give them one or two waters over a, a fortnight. And then when you see the new shoots coming, have a look at the, the plant in the pot. Is it looking um, friable? Or some of the potting mixes actually look like they set like concrete. Yeah, do. So mm. maybe make up a, a tub of a seaweed solution or fish-based solution and dunk the pot. Give it a soak and then put it aside to drain. And I started giving everything fish emulsion. I found a bottle of Charlie Carp, so that was it. Out came the watering can. All my ferns got a drink. All the aroids got a drink. And it, it's just a way of giving them a, a little boost to kick them off in this weather yeah also idea. remove any of the dead and daggy mm-hmm. leaves you know i find this time of year you're shuffling pots so you pick them up you have a look at them you you get an idea of what they need and you move them to a space where they're happier they might need mm-hmm. more sun and then you do a sweep up because inevitably there's leaves dead and leaves you know, the bricks are looking tardy, so you start thinking, well, there's weeds growing in the bricks, so you need to think about are you going to pull them out one by one or are you going to use some sort of path weeder? Mm. Uh, and then you might need to get out your high-pressure sprayer. Mm. It's honestly, Ray, I know, one, one thing leads problem, to another. Well, one chore leads to another and right now it's never-ending. But mm. for the plants that are kicking off, give them a, a light feed. So seaweed or fish is ideal. Great. And another couple of weeks, you know, they start to 
to get going. And then, mm. you know, maybe after that, I will add some slow-release fertiliser. I just felt that it's probably a little bit cool now mm. for slow-release fertiliser to do anything. But the liquid, the roots, take it in quickly. And if it's half strength over the foliage, the nice. leaves do take nice. it up as well. So mm. another two weeks, three weeks, your plants will start to to look a bit better. Yeah. And turn them around too. Yeah, I do that. Ro- rotate. rotate them mm-hmm. so that you get even growth mm. around your plants. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Okay, now we're heading to Kinross. Good morning to Carol. How are you? Morning, Carol. Good morning, ladies. How are you this morning? We're very well. I some advice on my cyclone plants. The last couple of years I've uh, bought myself a, a plant and enjoyed the flowers for several weeks or a couple of months. Um, but when I finish flowering, I don't know how to treat them. I only get the one season out of them because I don't know how to look after them in the off-season. Okay. So quite often they will die down yes. uh, depending on the location they're in. If if they've got leaves on them, you can keep them sparingly watered. But if they yep. drop all their leaves and the leaves all shrivel, then you need to stop watering them and maybe put the pot on its side, outside, until you see sides, signs of leaves again and they sort of amazingly just spring back to life. Um, and when you, I wasn't sure whether you had to lift the bulb like you do with spring bulbs. Uh, I've, leave I've it just, in the pot. I've left them in the pot and then deal with them when they come back, if they come back. You mm. know, like sometimes they, they don't. don't. <laughs> mm-hmm. Sometimes you have to just treat them like uh, a bunch of flowers and let them go. But if they do come back and you do get leaves or you might even get seeds developed from the flowers... And they can often just fall off into the garden under a tree and come up all Mm. by themselves. Oh, I've had it inside as a bunch of flowers. Oh, fantastic. So what stage is it at now? Uh, It's in full bloom. Oh, lovely. Right. Well, I would even consider potting it on into the next size pot because it will probably have expended the potting mix that it's in. And you can buy specialist blends of indoor potting mix. Nice and light. They'll have uh, perlite in them and probably some slow-release fertiliser and then water them from the bottom and then the roots will take up the water. That way you don't get over-watering. So when I bought it home, uh, it was only in a a smallish pot. So I did repot it onto a, a bigger one. When I first got it, okay, yep. Good. So, will it need repotting again after? Probably not. Weeks? Probably not. Well, it sounds like you've done an amazing job. The other thing you could do is give it some slow-release fertilizer, and yep. also some half-strength liquid uh, potash or something for flowering plants. Okay. Right. Oh, we'll see whether I can get more than one lot of flowers off it. That'd be nice. <laughs> Good luck with Thank that, Carol. Thank you very much for your help. You're welcome. Goodbye. Take Bye. care. Thank you. Okay. I think we shall go to a little break. Curtain Radio. You're listening to Let's Talk Gardening, 24 minutes past 9, 10am. George Minoldi will join you with the classic 60s. Now, Laurie of Como phoned in and said yesterday was National Wattle Day. 
And South Perth is celebrating today from 10am with a festival sausage sizzle at May Gibbs area next to the zoo off Mill Point Road. And uh, yeah, that'll be nice to get along. May Gibbs area? I'm I'm not sure May what Gibbs that area is. Next to the zoo. Must be a park. Right. Okay. Mm, that's how I would interpret that. Mm. Yeah, okay. Now we do have free lines, uh, 94841927. You've got about 40 minutes left of the program, not even, to get your questions through to us. Now, Ray, we have had an email come in from Clinton with beautiful photos of the double poppies. Yes, now, glorious. Now, he is concerned that these poppies that were given to him by an elderly neighbour may be illegal. And mm-hmm. I think we've all had that concern. Like mm-hmm. It was a couple of years ago, yeah. I, I gifted a I lot remember. of poppy seeds to people and then just went into this terrible backspin <laughs> yeah. about, oh, my goodness, am I, I supplying illegal poppies? So John uh, quashed that and uh, we, were, we were free. We were safe. Now, <laughs> yes. um, and, you know, what doesn't help is that, you know, sometimes Google has the wrong image with a certain plant or yeah, flower. Yeah, that happens. And he, John has brought us in a, a photo with an article titled Tasmanian Flower Farmer Shock to Learn She Planted Opium Poppies by Mistake. Well, the double poppies are actually Papaver paniflorum, which is a peony poppy. Mm. So, no, Clinton, you don't have to worry. And I know, I do know that sometimes when people are growing these poppies, they come out the next morning and they've all been, exactly. the pods have been yes, taken, harvested. Yeah, um, someone helped themselves. What I do remember learning when I gave away all the poppy seeds is that the poppies that we now grow have much lower levels of opium in them. Mm. However, you can get a positive reading if you are eating a lot of poppy seeds. For example, I've heard that too. on on your uh, seeded buns, horseshoe yeah, rolls, etc. Yeah, yeah. So do be mindful if you're being drug tested that poppy <laughs> yeah, seeds yeah, can have an impact. Bread roll, it's amazing. Now look, <laughs> we love our listeners. Someone has rang rung in a, a beautiful man, and he's contacting Florence to help her move the pot. Oh, that. That is oh, awesome. I knew you. there would be someone out there and I've got goosebumps yeah. because, you know, we've all, we might all be in that position one day, Ray. Oh, I you have know. no doubt I will be. <laughs> oh, no. Well, I don't know that anyone's going to tackle your plants because. Oh, oh, I remember when I moved to where we are now, my partner said to me, because they, they broke one of my massive pots. Mm. And he said, well, Ray, you know, you had this expectation. It was a Herculean effort to move these pots, absolutely Herculean. And they did break one. And I was like, raw, 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 raw. you know, it was an expensive pot, but it was very big, very heavy. But yes, I did expect them to lift them, but I did expect them mm. <laughs> to well, do it without breaking them. Yes. But, you know, reality is different. Crikey, when I moved, we had... Two truckloads of plants because yeah. I'd been well. I didn't have long to collect because our move really happened very quickly. Um, but crikey, if I had to move now, now. I can't downsize. No. How could I possibly? Well, no, you just can't. We're still going <laughs> up and up. And my well, up and up. Talking about up and up, my guy Mia Lily has gone up and up and up. It's now more than three meters in the air. Good grief. And it is starting to open up. It's the size of a soccer ball and it's just 
spreading out slowly. You know, this has been like 10 months in the making in the coming. so far. And, and so how big do you expect the head of the gymia to be that when oh. it actually opens up properly? I don't know, but you'll be there. I You're bringing be. the champagne. I am. I am. Um, I I've put a in a new path. Celebration. Mm. I've done a limestone ready, path in ready. the area this week. I've put hanging baskets over all the everlastings that flank last year's limestone pathway to the lawned area. It's going to look pretty specky when it does flower. Yeah. Oh, my goodness. No, I can't wait. I'm excited for you. Sue at Forestfield phoned in, and she has a lime tree which is loaded with flowers, but they've started to fall off. Any well, advice? that's quite normal. You mm. you probably only get 5% fruit set, so yeah. that's how it goes. Yeah, yeah. Just, yeah, keep your plants healthy, everybody. That's the, the best thing you can do. Like, this week, uh, with the rains, I'll probably head out and buy three more bags of palletised manure mm. to throw around the garden because... Take advantage of this yes, and the I, timing of the year. I, I yeah. want the water to wash it in. I don't want to be throwing that around when the warm weather comes because the smell is a little off-putting. It is. Um, but I feel it's the last chance to kind of get something into that soil. You can add compost. Um, where you're weeding, replace the surface, the bare surface with mulch or another plant, mm. um, something that will spread and cover the ground so that next year you don't have so many weeds. Yeah, yeah, no, exactly. Okay, I can see that there's a call coming through. What, where are we? We're sitting at about half past nine. Now you can carry on with an email while this call's coming up. Well, if this you, is, If you would, my love. This is a biggie. I'm happy to do that, right? Uh, Barbara in Kinross has sent us in a story, uh, I'm, I'm just going to have to read it. Last week, a swarm of European honeybees decided to make their home in her compost bin. Yeah, wow. So all appeared calm as she slowly tried to dispose of the compost into the bin, but they weren't having a bar of it. Mm. A very comedic act followed while I tried to dodge the bees, stripping off my top to act as a beater. Oh Good dear. Grief. And eventually I turned the hose on myself and escaped oh. inside to shower and recover. My family later removed several dozen stings and wow. even a whole bee from my ear. Oh, good Much grief. to my granddaughter's disgust. But I knew they couldn't stay, so I investigated bee removal. It seems there are a lot of pest control companies out there where they will just get rid of the bees, but I didn't want that. And then I thought of you and your advocacy for bees and rang deep herd. Can they advise of someone who will give the bees a new home and not kill them? Yes, indeed, she says. And so it was Roy Murphy came in his beekeeper's suit, smoker in hand and a box to save the bees. He was most interesting and informative. He said he travels, teaches and he talked. He's talked all the bees as he talked. The bees just drifted into the box. 2,000, maybe 3,000 bees, he said, and the queen is in there too. So I'm very happy that I chose this course of action. To you, Ray and Faye, thank you for your wonderful gardening show, which I listen to every week. Kind regards, Barbara. Barbara, I'm just glad you're okay, love, with the amount of stings in you. It was full of intrigue. And mystery and violence <laughs> and saving the bees it's a, it's through absolute, education and knowledge. What a it's a beautiful interesting novel. story and pain. Oh my goodness, well, she's brave. Like 
one bee hurts. Oh, they do hurt. But dozens? Yeah. Oh. Yeah, and in your ear. And they kept... When the sting is left behind, it continues pulsating. It does until you remove it. And when it. you remove it, you kind of need to scrape yeah. with a fingernail because if you mm. get tweezers, what what that does is pump the venom further yeah. into you. Yeah, yeah, it's nasty stuff too. Mm. So, wow, that is quite a story. Okay, now I do see lots of calls coming through. Uh, shall we move to B? B, yes. B in our list of Begonia Boulevard. Please so, explain. <laughs> well, because, or the begonia bench. Well, oh, you know, begonias. it's a bench on my patio, oh. small and large. I've got hanging ones. And, of course, after winter, through the, the cold, wet months, I don't like to water their leaves mm. because they get a bit manky. And you can't have too much water in their pots because they rot. So at this time of year, they're looking a little bit worse for wear. But with the sunny days, you can see the the promise of new growth to come. So once again, they get a little shuffle. Uh, you look at the plant, you trim off anything that's that's dead or broken and just have a look at the soil. So they this week got a, a drink of the Charlie Carp, mm-hmm. uh, just a dollop in a watering can. And, you know, a watering can really goes a long way. Mm-hmm. So they got shuffled around, moved away from where they were and sweep up the the leaves behind. Mm. They shortly will get a repot. So they're on the radar. Some of them would do well to have a cut back and take cutting. So wait wait for a couple of weeks till it's a bit warmer. Mm. Some of them will go into bigger pots and then come springtime, feed and the, the flowers will come away again. Slow release fertilizer once again in a couple of weeks. Yeah, just just mm. hang hang tight. Okay, uh, Margaret wants to talk about National Wattle Day as well. Uh, and another comment here. Okay, that's lovely. Kevin of Lockridge phoned in and his grandmother passed away at 103. Uh, great innings at in 2013. And she always used to say there are no such things as weeds. They're just plants growing in the wrong place. You know, I've mm. started to think that this way. I've got mm. some beautiful Guilford grass that's got gorgeous pink flowers. Oh. And, well, I'll tell you what, it looks... They look as pretty as my little pink fairy orchids that burst into bloom this week. Yeah, yeah. They really do. Mm. And if you didn't look at it and think of it as a weed, grass, yeah. you could admire its beauty. Yeah. Okay. No, I, I know. I They can be very, very pretty. Thank you, Kevin. <laughs> uh, good morning, Margaret. How are you going? Good morning, girls. Yes. Morning. Yes, all the better for having two hours of curtain Let's Talk Gardening. Oh, thank you. Now, I found some information on the National Wattle Day. Oh, um, lovely. At Monday's West Australian, they have a page at the back called Can You Help? And it often has these, um, you know, notices about things, re- reunions and whatever. The National Wattle Day in South Perth is being held at the Windsor Park. It's in the old ferry tram according to this notice, which is on the corner of Mill Point Road and Men's Street today mm-hmm. between 10 and 4. And they've got all sorts of things, vintage cars and country dances and sausage sizzles and and it's celebrating, also celebrating the, the fact that May Gibbs 
was at one time a resident of South Perth, <clears throat> but they didn't say when. So that's just the event for today. Oh, thank you, Margaret, because we did have another listener call in and, and, and it as talk well. about uh, May Gibbs Park, Park. Or, and I hadn't heard of that before. So. Oh, well, it doesn't mention it. It does say Windsor Park on Winds the corner Park. of Mill Point. Well, yes, we know where that is, certainly yep. on the corner uh, of Men's and That There must Mill be Point. perhaps a memorial there for yeah. May Gibbs. Mm. Yeah. And 10 yeah. to 4 today. Yeah. And vintage cars as well. Fantastic. Yes. Well, thank you for that information. Good to know. Country dancers. Country dancers. Oh, Faye will be there oh. <laughs> doing her yes, thing. Yes. Oh, de- yes, oh, crikey. Very busy day. Just 10 to 4. Ah. Wonderful. Thank you very much for that, Margaret. Did I hear you say last week that you weren't going to <clears throat> prune your roses? Because oh. we had such a peculiar season. Well, Margaret, you know, because I left them so late, they um they've just kicked away again. burst into all new growth. Mm. So yeah. all all I will do is the ones that are sort of a, a little bit rangy. If they haven't got a bud on them, I'll just lop them da- back so they're yeah. you know they've got a bit of a tidy up, and I'll pull off the the leaves that are yellow and and spotty. But the new growth is phenomenal, and I've got buds forming already and blooms opening. Yes, yeah. Well, see, my roses didn't lose their leaves either. So, um, and it's funny I, because you know, I have, I thought it was such a cold winter. It was cold yeah, where exactly. we were, mm. but that didn't bother them. No. Well, one that I no, I have to. Just, sorry, go ahead, Mark. It was wet for so long too. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. No, it's been a funny season. Yes. Thank you, girls. Thanks, Margaret. Take care. Bye for now. Bye. And Faye Florence rang in from South Lake and she's asking if you could mention again who removed the bees. She missed the details. Uh, Roy Murphy. Roy Murphy. And I know he's on Facebook as Spud Murphy, I'm pretty sure. Spud Murphy. And they got those contact details through Deeper. Yes. Yeah, so Roy Murphy. So you'd have to Google him. Uh, Google or Facebook. Facebook, mm. yeah. Okay. Uh, someone wants to talk to you about your chickens. Uh, Olga, good morning. Hi, Olga. Good morning. How are you? I think I gave the lady on the phone quite a giggle. Uh, uh-oh. <laughs> um, uh, but it's a serious thing. Um, my son and some people across the road have chickens. And unfortunately, something we believe was a fox yes. got in and killed all the chickens. Yes. So I'm just letting Faye know that if she has them, to put them in a coop that can be closed off and it is um, so foxes can't get in there or something else can get in there. Because if your yeah. chickens were roaming in your garden, I know. high yes. risk. That's right, Olga. Well, we, we live in Jandicott. We've got four acres and... My husband built a, um, it's like a Fort Knox. And we have in the past lost chickens to foxes. We have different areas. So during the day we we can let them out um, and keep an eye on them. But the enclosure is like six metres by six metres. And no doubt you've gone down into the ground. Yes, Eddie dug down into the ground. Mm. So there's um, chicken wire. Yeah, if they're digging, okay. I, and it, it sounded very much like you had let them run, 
you know, be feral chooks and run around the property. <laughs> well, I let them yeah. out occasionally during the day, but the hen yeah. house with a shelter is just a small one metre by one metre structure where they, they roost and lay eggs. And then the six by six metre pen is ring lock fencing and it's got bird netting over the top. It's The walls okay. are oh, at least six, uh, seven to eight foot high. Okay. So, yeah, now my son's place secure. is all, it's got the um, fencing and everything around it and they still manage to get through and the neighbours um, across the road. And we live less than 10 kilometres from the city centre. So oh, yeah, they're around. Yeah, They're around everywhere. Oh, they're so okay. clever. And, you know, I can smell when a fox has been. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, so well, anyway, sorry, yeah. I, I, I'm preaching to the people who already know. <laughs> <laughs> yes, we've but learned the other, hard way. Other listeners out there, it's good information too, Olga, so mm. thank you. Okay, thank right, you. Love, Thanks. Take care. Okay, right. we do have to go to a break. A uh, couple of messages when we return, and also we will do another one of our competitions. We're running uh, Paul Bev's uh, uh, hands into the ground today. Radio. You're with Ray and Faye on Let's Talk Gardening. I'm going to give away another $75 gift voucher as long as you're a Curtain Radio member and not to have won a prize in the last 28 days. This is from Green Life Soilco, our good friends Paul and Linda Michener. Okay, they have a motto of delivering a greener garden and a philosophy founded in permaculture. Green Life Soil Co. promote biodiversity and sustainability. They really are an amazing outfit. There's a wealth of information on their website as well. You just go to greenlifesoil.com.au and you'll find everything you need on that site and uh, much, much more as well. Now, they have a great monthly newsletter, which is free, packed full of useful information, tells you month to month what to, you can be doing the following month as well. So very, very informational. I'm pretty sure Linda puts that herself together. And Green Life specialise in custom mixed soils made on site. Many of their products are organically certified and a number of their soil amendment products are also Waterwise endorsed and for the biggest stuff green life do deliver too and also provide courtesy trailers a lot of their products come in bags up which for little gardeners like myself is is very very handy this is true or false okay saint joan is the patron saint of gardeners horticulture florists and brides true or false saint joan is the patron saint of gardeners horticulture, florists and brides. Give Bev a call right now on 94841927. Meanwhile, we've got lots of uh, comments here. Tanya of Dianella, do we know where she could source some Himalayan blue poppy seeds? Yes, Tanya, I will get your details from Bev. I saw some earlier in the year and the best I can do is connect you to where I got them. A Carol of Martin has planted an avocado tree from seed six years ago. How long will it take to fruit, Faye? If she's lucky, it might fruit in 10. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Be patient. <laughs> <laughs> Diane of Rockingham has someone come in to cut back her King's Park wattle brush very hard. Will it come back? She has given the plants some native fertiliser. Oh, they're, they're tough as. Tough you as can, old boots. You can, they will um, regrow from cutting into hardwood. 
Like you can lock them in, boom, they come away again. Okay. so Not, not a problem. No panic, Diane. No panic at all. Okay. Now the lines have just gone crazy for the $75 gift voucher from Green Life Soil Co. And why wouldn't they? I would like a $75 gift voucher to go shopping. I really would. Yeah. Yeah. And, What's your uh, birthday year, Ray? Yeah, that's right. And, and yours too. So we'll just make the most of it, will we? We'll go on and on and on. The Absolutely. will be sick to death of us. Yes. <laughs> pair of brats. <laughs> so, so, all right. I, I know you need some lovely pots. Um, one for a beautiful agave that you bought yes, this week. Yes. So tell the listeners about the agave. It's called uh, Galactica Traveller. And it's 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 a collector agave, and I have a pup. Uh, you might be getting that Ooh. as well, yeah. And uh, it's a beautiful form, and it's uh, in a pot. And I'm going to put it obviously in a in a smarter pot. But the 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 edging is a is a canary yellow, and the actual internal color is very gray blue mm. limey color. It's very 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 different to anything else that I've seen. Don't see this one very often. It's striking. Now, it is. what would you pair that with in your garden? Or I would or make it a feature it really, yeah. and, and put it in a pot. Yeah, yeah, and okay. I will position that pot somewhere on show. So mm. it's it's very very. Would you contrast special. it with anything? With regard to the colour of the pot or where mm. I put it, I've thought about that. Yeah, I because uh, where we position things makes a a big impact on where how it draws it, the eye. Yeah, yeah, exactly. So it could have a nice contrasting colour pot to to make it actually show it off even even more. Mm. But it's it's very beautiful. It's part of the is it Desmetiana range of agaves. Yes, you and I were talking on on text the other day, and well, uh, there seems to be a few in. There is a lot oh, in that range, I and they've got a beautiful go down form. that path, right? Yeah. yeah. Yeah, so I'm, as I say, this was a little bit unusual. So, um, yeah, Galactica Traveller. Yeah, mm. very, very uh, beautiful plant. And uh, so it grows to about maybe three feet high uh, eventually, maybe. So this is something that we really do need to consider. So you could put it in a beautiful pot, but you really couldn't put it down the side of your house where you're going to walk down because that's going yeah, to Yeah, that's true. It's, it's um, not the, and, anywhere And it's near got that a pointy yet. end, hasn't it? Yeah, so. they do have. I actually always remove those little points. Mm. I just go because I uh, children, animals, you know, you don't want any, people. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you want to stab yourself well, to death. I when know. you have got a sharp pointy end of something, you don't always see it. So I can imagine oh, you no. go in to pull out a weed and next thing you end up with this spike in your eye yeah it's very dangerous yes now we do have a winner k of ascot okay congratulations k our question was true or false saint joan is the patron saint of gardeners horticulture florists and brides the answer was false saint dorothy of caesarea is okay now a fun fact that john added is she is also the patron saint of brewers Brewers. Brewers. It's a little bit of a contradiction, isn't it? But there you go. Nothing nothing surprises us at all. All right. 94841927. Going to take a short break. Ten minutes of the show left. And we still have five double passes to give away to the Calamunda Garden Festival. Shall we do that now? Yes, I'm, good Bev, idea. Poor old Bev's going to dong yep. me on the head. Five double passes to the Calamunda Garden Festival, which is on tomorrow. Your name will be at the gate. Uh 
Go for it. 94841927. Good luck. Curtain Radio. And we are back. Bev is working feverishly on the phones. I can see her actually in her little her little headpiece that they wear is <laughs> falling down over her forehead. She's absolutely just you know flat out under with the phone pump, calls, poor the girl. Lady. And look, Lex Talk Gardening was sponsored today by Garden in a Bag. Free delivery when buying six bags or more. All you have to do is search Garden in a Bag. Okay. Carry on, Faye Well, let's do C for Clivia's C Ray. C for Clivia's, and aren't they looking amazing well, at the moment? Well, they are. Oh, you know, I'd, very showy. I probably mentioned last week that I'd gone around previously in the season, given them all a, a little bit of food to encourage the blooms, and it is paying back in spades. The, yeah. the blooms are just going they off. They need that kick. They're, they're a reasonable height. I would now like to go around with a, a fertiliser, for flowering plants just to give them an extra bit of help. But clivies are amazing. They come in a range of colours. They have these beautiful trumpet flowers. They look after themselves all year. If you yeah, forget to water them or you don't repot them, doesn't matter yeah, as long as they're sufficient. in a position where they're getting enough shade. And they're a fantastic plant for under a gum tree mm. because they don't care if there's lots of root competition. No, they can handle you it. You just pick Quite out the shallow. gum leaves mm. and... Mm. You know, this time of year, they're just coming into their own. And they're just popping. And when you see the the bright, generally most of them are orange, and you see that from the distance, and it's just in your face, in your face. But the I have an apricot one that's uh, fragrant as well. I have an apricot, yeah. There's lemon colours. Yeah. There's variegated foliage. Oh, they're just, Red ones, they're... brown ones. Yeah, they're out there. Even a bit in between ones. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so I think, let me see, Bev is still working very, very hard out there. What do we have to do to finish the program off with today? Well, let's talk about our upcoming event, Ray. We are yeah. hosting a high tea for some of our Curtain Radiothon donators. Supporters, yes. Uh, I think we're up to about, there'll be about 40 of us. Yes. So uh, work has begun. Commenced, yes. And invitations will go out in the next week or so. Uh, we're putting the together the so menu on. and compiling a list of all the, the finery that we need, everything from tablecloths to fancy teeing, coffee cups, uh, coffee machines or percolators, trestle tables and chairs and somewhere to put them all, uh, flowers and tablecloths. And, of course, I'm working very hard behind the scenes to get the garden ready for the day yeah. and we'll have a plant sale john banner savage is going to be there running our plant sale so we'll probably have that uh on arrival and then guests will be able to um partake of a champagne orange yeah. or whatever takes their fancy, fancy and wander around the garden it's going to be a lovely few hours. We're looking forward to that, aren't we? We would like uh, some fine and sunny weather. Yeah, we'll Wild. order that up now, please. <laughs> yes, yes, absolutely. All right, well, I think, gee, we're running quite early at the moment. We've done all our competitions. Let's just talk a little bit more about the Kalamunda Garden Festival tomorrow and because you are speaking there. I am and speaking. And you're also um, comparing as I well. I am, okay. yes. And that people will find you in the Tony and Sons Marquee. Yeah, so once you come in the entrance, you just veer right, Turn follow right follow go. the path. It'll be the marquee on your left, and I will be there most of the day. 
Yeah. Mm. Okay. So they can come but, out. But oh, honestly, if you haven't been, this is the market event of the year with over a hundred stalls, plants, people from everywhere. All our favourite sellers are there. Many of the the storeholders there have been guests on our show, yeah. uh, and some we will get to meet will be future guests as well because it's a who's who of plants in Perth. Andrew and Mandy bring this event together and have been doing it for a few years now. They attract guests from all over the countryside. Is Anna going to be there from ABC Gardening? I think she's at the next one, I think. Okay. Now, look, we do still have one double pass left to the Kalamunda Garden Festival. We have one double pass left. If you'd like to go along tomorrow, your name will be at the gate. Give Bev a call now on 94841927. She said someone hung up or something happened. Go to the entry for the online sales tickets. And your name will be. You'll get through there there. quicker. Because I know they've worked very hard at streamlining the entry process. So people are encouraged to buy their tickets online. Mm. That way they'll be able to go straight through. Yeah, it's easier. Okay. So over 200 exhibitors tomorrow. So... It's going to be that's phenomenal, and, and there is a plant crash, so you can have your plants handy. looked yeah. after, and then you can drive in, pick everything up all together, and move so through. Pop your plants into a plant crash, and then you are free. <laughs> you are free to wander around. Your um, hands are free, and fill them up again, and go back and pop them into the crash. And yes, well, might it's make a bit of use of that. It's very important for people who like to shop. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and there's also uh, lots of food opportunities and they always have great entertainment there oh, as well. The so entertainment's it's, it's just, amazing. It's an all rounder. It's an all rounder event, guys. So Is the event know. not to not to miss? Yeah, absolutely. And it's one the first Sunday of every season. So there will be one what in December. December. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. All right. Now someone would like to talk to you about fairy caterpillars. We're in Lockridge. Patricia, good morning. Good morning. What can I do about these little furry bee things that are eating? I just put some new rhubarb in, a lovely crown. I go out this morning and there's a ruddy grey hole in the in the leaf. And what do I find? Black caterpillars. And I've, I think I've killed about six this morning. Um, these, what can I do? These are the caterpillars of the black and white tiger moth. They're called woolly yeah. bears. And, yes, they right. are voracious feeders and we're seeing more of them at the moment because they're getting to the the end of their um their part of the life cycle where they will turn into a pupa and hatch out as moths the magpies do love them they thrash them around on the ground to get the fur off them before they eat them um and (laughs) (laughs) um the good news about your rhubarb is you weren't going to eat that part of the leaf anyway I've got a whole load by the side. I've got a whole load of those um, paper daisies, you know, the uh, everlastings, and oh. they've chomped them as oh. well. I thought you, because I got those given to me last year through the Stirling Shire because I'm a volunteer with them, and every year they send us seeds of something, and I've got oh. them. Yeah, well. Patricia, just go out there and pick off any that you find. If it was early in the season, I would say use Dipel or Caterpillar Killer, but it's probably too late for that. So picking them off is your best bet. Well, I picked one up with the secateurs this morning and I just oh. cut it in half and I oh. said, you beast, you know, that was how I found Cop about that. it. Yeah. <laughs> what yeah. a horrible. You're, you're not alone and they won't be around for much longer because they'll be um, finishing 
up and moving Turn, on to the next part moss. of their life. Those that don't get got with the secateurs. We sure knew someone had some chooks very close. I'd give them to them, put them mm-hmm. in a box or something. Never mind. Oh, well, thanks for your help. As long as I, I can just kill them and feel all right. Okay. <laughs> Thank you very much. Thanks. All right. Bye, Patricia. Cheers. Bye. Okay, we've had a lovely morning. I hope you have enjoyed listening to our special guest, Phil Dudman, this morning as well as phase A to Z. We've done A, B and C. We're just mentioning a few plants here and there just to give you some insight as to what you might need to be thinking about right now. Obviously, Kalamunda Garden Festival, Faye will be there tomorrow and her chat is at 10.15 if you would like to attend. It is a big day for gardeners in general. It's on at 10 to 3 in Sturk Park. Get along if you can. Of course, it is Father's Day too. Drag your dad along. And we thank Bev Derring, who I know we've worked very hard this morning, and always John Glidden. Thank you both very, very much. My gardenism for the morning is I love spring anywhere. But if I could choose, I would greet it in a garden. Of course you would. Classic 60s are next with George Minoldi. Take care, everyone. Enjoy this weekend and happy gardening. Oh, actually, I better shout out to my own dad, Tom Shaw. Love you dearly. (laughs) Have a happy Father's Day tomorrow. Take care, everybody. We hope you've enjoyed listening to another edition of Let's Talk Gardening on Curtain Radio. Happy gardening.